Grace, peace, and mercy is yours from the triune God. Amen. A few years ago when our son Judah was in fourth grade, I dropped him off 15 minutes early for school. I'd never done that before, but Matthew was out of town, and I had to make a meeting, and the school totally allowed for early drop-off. Two hours later, I was in a meeting when the school called asking why Judah was absent. <laughs> my heart dropped into my stomach, and my body took over in this hyperventilating mess sort of way. My mind raced thinking that someone had scooped my child into a van, seeing that his mother had dropped him off early. Breathing became impossible, and I actually started to shake, thinking my child was gone. Fortunately, Judah was both not abducted and totally fine. <laughs> it was just the day of the Scholastic Book Fair, and he had lost track of time looking at books. <laughs> he had not been around when they took attendance. He was not in danger. He was in the book fair. <laughs> I have no idea what kind of soul-crushing pain one must experience when a child is really gone. But the few minutes I experienced that glimpse of it, an experience that, that many have when they cannot find their child at a carnival or a shopping mall or when they don't get off the school bus one afternoon, were some of the most heartbreaking moments of my life. Because when it, when it comes down to it, it's vulnerable to have a child. To create or to adopt a child is to leave yourself vulnerable to a broken heart in a way that nothing else can. Which is why I started wondering this week about the, the vulnerability of God. There's much talk out there about the strength of God and the mightiness of God and the awesomeness of God. But what of the vulnerability of God? that God would breathe into dust and create us in God's own image, that God would bring humanity into being as God's own beloved children, was to leave God's self vulnerable to a broken heart in a way that nothing else could have. What a risk God took in creating us, giving us enough freedom to be creators and destroyers giving us enough freedom for us to make a mess of everything and act as our own gods, and yet also to trust in God and to love each other. I just wonder if this is what Jesus is telling us about in this so-called parable of the prodigal son. Okay, I'm now going to continue last week's theme of preacher confessions and confess to you that until this week, I totally thought the word prodigal meant returning, having repented of your wrongs. Or at least I thought prodigal meant coming home after having been independent and stupid for a while. So I'm sure you guys already know this, and that I'm the only one to have just discovered it, but the word prodigal actually means something totally different. <laughs> Who knew? That was a lot of money to spend in seminary not to get this part of But the word prodigal actually means spending resources freely and recklessly, being wastefully extravagant. I've always heard this parable, one of the most famous parts of scripture, as the parable of the prodigal son. But out of everything we could say about this story, 
Why do we say it's about the wasteful extravagance of the younger son? Why is that the focus when it's not even that interesting? I mean, it's actually common for young people to leave home, waste their lives and their money for a while until they have no other option but to come home to mom and dad, who they didn't even treat very well when they left in the first place. Maybe we make this a story about the wasteful stupidity of the younger son because it's a story we're more familiar with than the alternative, which is this. If the word prodigal means wasteful extravagance, then isn't this story really about the prodigal father? Isn't it wastefully extravagant for the father to give his children so much freedom? Isn't it wastefully extravagant for the father to discard his dignity and run into the street toward a foolish and immature son who squandered their fortune? Isn't it wastefully extravagant for the father to throw such a raging party for this kind of wayward son? But see, I love that kind of grace. That's my kind of grace. I personally love that Jesus tells this story of the prodigal father in response to the Pharisees' indignation that Jesus would eat with tax collectors and prostitutes, because when it comes down to it, give me a church filled with awful sinners over a church filled with pious Pharisees any day of the week. <laughs> Some of us might find the grace the father shows the younger son to border on offensive. But the thing that really gets me in this story is how wastefully extravagant the father is toward the older son. The kid who never left him. The one who has always done everything right. The kid who was clean cut and went to college right out of high school and came back to work in his father's business. The kid who always signs up to do jobs at synagogue but resentfully notices all the slackers who show up and never do any work whatsoever. The kid who feels entitled. The kid who can't stomach going into a party to celebrate the return of his screw up of a brother. I can't stand that older brother even as I cringe at the ways I may be a little bit like him. You know what's wastefully extravagant in my book? The fact that the father says to that kid, all that is mine is yours. What risk God takes on us? Children who waste everything in dissolute living. Children who begrudge grace being extended to people who clearly don't deserve it. But this is a risk born of love. God risks so much by loving us, which is why tonight, anyway, I prefer calling this the parable of the prodigal father, because it is here we see that your relationship to God is simply not defined by your really bad decisions or your squandering of resources, but also your relationship to God is not determined by your virtue. It is not determined by being nice or being good or even, and I struggle with this one, it's not even determined by how much you do at church. Your relationship to God is simply determined by the wastefully extravagant love of God. A God who takes no account of risk, but runs toward you no matter what, saying, all that is mine is yours. Amen. <laughs>